you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, January 6th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. She is the host of NFL Total Access the broadcast. She is also co-host of the L Huddle podcast. And with one week to go in the regular season, she sits in second place, four games back of the lead in the picks and predictions game. What can she do about it? That's the question, or at least that's one question for MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. Thanks, Dre. I feel like I'm just going to rest all my starters and call it a year. But no, we will not give up. We will not give up. Not an option. Not an option. (laughs) I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And today we begin with more good news from DeMar Hamlin's team of doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. DeMar's breathing tube was removed overnight. He continues to progress in his recovery. His neurologic function remains intact and remarkably, he has been able to talk to his family. Uh, I am brought to tears imagining how wonderful a moment that must have been for his family to hear DeMar's voice. And MJ, I'm guessing his voice is still a little weak. And I'm also guessing that at any volume and any amount of power, it was the greatest sound his mother has ever heard. I can't even imagine that moment between them. And then for him to go on and, and, and FaceTime his teammates. I mean, I, I would envision just the entire team meeting room erupting. Um, and his mom surely there looking on watching her, her baby boy, just talk to the people that he'd spent so much time with on a regular basis. I mean, it's, it's honestly, um, such a high note, um, comparatively to the rest of, of, of the week and the updates that we so, um, tentatively listen to, it's it, it brings a smile, I think, to everyone now, still knowing that he has quite a road in his recovery. But man, that that's got to that's got to put a, a little something extra 
in your heart today. You heard MJ say it. She's absolutely right. After talking to his family, Damar may have been advised to rest, but let's Mm -hmm. remember who this young man is. And you will not be surprised to hear that, in fact, MJ is right. Damar didn't stop there. The Buffalo Bills tweeting today that Damar FaceTimed into today's Bills team meeting to offer his teammates and coaches a very simple but a very powerful message. Love you, boys, Mm -hmm. is what Damar said. MJ, you mentioned it. He's got a long way to go, but every indication to this point is positive and hopeful. And I know that you are like me, probably breathing ever so slightly more normally today than you have been over the past few days. Yeah, no, I mean, without a doubt, we've been, it's interesting because we we have to consume this, not just as empathetic human beings who are very concerned for this young man and and what his recovery looks like and what his progress is, but we also have to disseminate the news and keep everybody updated. So it's, it's an interesting sort of line to walk. And I think for most of us this week, we just said, screw the line. Like, how is he? Is he okay? We are the conduit for everybody else in America who's wondering the same thing. So I think it's it's been such an interesting sort of merging of all of those things because we do lead with humanity first. Um, at minimum, that's certainly the aim um, that, that we go into each day with. So it, it was nice today for everybody to collectively just say, okay, this is good. Yeah, exactly. You can hear the note in MJ's voice, listener, just that little exhale right there at the end, kind of normal service returning to just a little bit, just a little bit. We do not want to put the cart before the horse. We do not want to get carried away because of course, this is a long journey for Damar in his road to recovery and his rehabilitation. But man, we are so glad to report that signs are good. He is breathing on his own and he has talked to both his family and his teammates. That is exceptionally good news today. We will finish the Damar story for today right there. But of course, the Damar Hamlin ripple effect does in fact affect the league and affects games. The Bengals and Bills game, of course, was originally suspended and then postponed and then canceled. Canceled as of 2023 NFL Resolution G1 that came down today, officially canceling the game. The language reads like this, listener, because completing the game would have no effect on which teams qualify for the playoffs and would have required postponing the start of postseason play. It goes on to say, MJ, and I think this is what will be talked about at great length today, is that be it resolved that for the 2022 season only, the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site to be determined by the commissioner if A, the participating teams played a different number of regular season games and B, the lower seeded team in the championship game could have been the number one seed in the AFC if a full 17 game regular season had been played by all AFC clubs. So that certainly is something that we will address as we get into the playoffs, but that is a very interesting wrinkle in the playoff picture looking ahead. And then specifically to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in the game between the two clubs scheduled for this Sunday and Baltimore and Cincinnati are scheduled to play against one another in a wild card game the following weekend, the site of that game 
will be determined by a coin toss supervised by the commissioner. I invite all of you to go to NFL.com and check in with the NFL Network for the very latest on this ruling. But MJ, as far as a resolution goes being enacted, it was never going to be perfect, but I think this is as fair as we can get. No question. And, um, you know, we we spoke with... Um, Commissioner Roger Goodell just a short while ago for Total Access, the broadcast, and he sort of took took us a bit behind the veil into what went into this. And I mean, it's an impossible task. I mean, you have to use every abacus, every Rubik's Cube, every calculator you can imagine and try. He, he put the focus on trying to even out the inequities as much as possible, right? Because there will be, ultimately, it's trying to make the best worst case scenario better. Um, so it's it's many, very, very layered. I was not a business or math major for a reason. I was told there will be no math. Um, but with situations like this, you have to figure it out and you have to figure it out somewhat quickly as most of the week was rightfully on pause waiting on um, word of DeMar's health and his recovery. So I can't imagine what went into finalizing all of this and, and putting these permutations in place. Um, but, you know, this is what it is, even through all of the scenarios. And again, these are scenarios, right? So a lot of things have to happen before we get to a potential coin toss, a potential neutral site, right? But you have to have these contingencies and now for this very specific situation. Well, guys, MJ, you set it up perfectly. Let us listen in now on your interview with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell on what you so rightly call the best worst case scenario and what went in to making the decision that was made today by the NFL. Commissioner Roger Goodell, the mic is yours. We welcome in NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Commissioner, thank you so much for coming on with us today. I mean, it's been a tough week to say the least after Monday night's game and DeMar Hamlin's injury. All of us relieved, of course, to see such positive updates on DeMar over the last couple of days. What went into how you decided to approach Monday night and everything that's happened since then? Well, MJ, it has been a tough week. Uh, I would tell you uh, the number one thing for us was a focus on DeMar. Um, what we could do to ensure um, the best outcome. And we, like you uh, just mentioned, are uh, obviously buoyed by the, the, the progress that he's made. Um, we think it's um, terrific. And while there's more to do, um, we're just proud to see him where he is. But in addition to that, it was really a, a focus on making sure we were communicating and we were making sure that um, everyone was aware of every bit of information so we could make the best possible decisions. Uh, as we got a little into the middle of the week, it was focused more on how do we move forward um, on the schedule, rescheduling of the game, if so. If not, uh, what would be the ramifications? So it's been a busy week, but um, as you say, uh, one that ends on a much higher and hopeful note. No question. And to that end, Commissioner, a, a lot of information to navigate through, as you mentioned. Tell us about the decision to go ahead and cancel the Week 17 Bills-Bengals game and now potentially play the AFC Championship at a neutral site. Well, MJ, you know, it started with evaluating um, the importance of that game. Uh, all our games are important, so we wanted to make sure we were thoughtful in that. But as it turned out, as we look through it, um, the, the reality of it was it was not going to uh, affect any teams qualifying for the postseason. 
um, or teams that would not qualify for the postseason. Um, it, it really was limited more specifically to the seeds. So as we uh, work through that, uh, we look to see where we may have seen possible inequities uh, that result when you have 30 teams playing 17 games and two teams playing uh, 16 games. And we tried to be specific about that, try to address those issues to uh, remove as best as possible or at least balance those inequities. You always have inequities uh, in, in league play. Um, that's part of it, but you try to uh, minimize that as best as possible. And so the neutral site championship game in limited situations was something we thought was um, the appropriate thing to do from a competitive standpoint and to balance that equity. Uh, we also thought the same with respect to uh, the AFC North division and making sure that that was done again with equity in mind and, and tried to do that uh, with fairness to all teams. You mentioned situations, scenarios that now you also have to take into account. Can you also explain the decision to use a coin toss to potentially determine an AFC wildcard game? Well, it doesn't actually, uh, it, it, it determines the AFC wildcard site only after the two teams play each other. Uh, so Cincinnati and Baltimore will play each other this weekend. Should Cincinnati uh, win that game at home, then they control their destiny in that context and the game would be played in Cincinnati. Um, because Baltimore had a opportunity potentially to win the North, um, if they are successful winning in Cincinnati this weekend, they would have beaten them twice. And if that uh, 17th game that was canceled between Cincinnati and Buffalo had turned out to be a victory by the Cincinnati Bengals, or by, excuse me, by the Buffalo Bills, that would have given the Baltimore Ravens an opportunity to be able to host and win the division and host that first game. So this was an accommodation that Obviously, first, the game would be determined on the field between the two teams uh, this Sunday. And that secondarily, uh, if it turned out that uh, Baltimore was successful in winning it and may have had an opportunity to win uh, the AFC North, there would be a 50-50 chance of where that game uh, would be played. And so uh, the membership that voted on that this afternoon agreed and felt that that was an appropriate accommodation in a limited fashion to be able to address that. Uh, there's a lot of layers to it and certainly a very extensive process, as you know, uh, Commissioner. We appreciate you coming <laughs> on um, and, and sharing a little clarity for us as, as we continue um, to push ahead, of course, with that happier note, of course, top of mind is DeMar Hamlin's health. And now the guys have expressed that they are ready to go on with all of these permutations in place. We appreciate your time, Commissioner. Well, MJ, thank you. And it is important for every team to to know uh, the circumstances and our fans to know the circumstances going into this weekend. But most importantly, to keep tomorrow in our prayers. So thank you. Okay, MJ, thank you for bringing us the commissioner and thank you for getting some clarity on that. Some other clarity coming down from the league today. Plans announced by the NFL allowing teams to honor and encouraging teams to honor DeMar Hamlin this weekend. Do not be surprised to see the three in each 30-yard line on NFL fields to be outlined in either Buffalo Bills red or Buffalo Bills blue. During warm-ups, keep an eye open. All players throughout the league will have the option to wear black Nike t-shirts displaying love for DeMar and then the number three. During warm-ups in Buffalo, Bills 
Bills players will wear a Nike t-shirt similar to that, but in the team's royal blue. New era hats with an embroidered three on them. You're going to see a lot of that this weekend. Number three, jersey patches for Bills players. Certainly a lot of action on behalf of honoring a young man who we now can create an image, MJ, of sitting up potentially in his hospital bed and watching his Bills play. So thrilled that he is going to see in real time, an expression of the great love and support and concern that the NFL community and much larger than that, the community at large has felt for this young man this week. No question. I think that that image, right. And and Michael Robinson, who was on the show earlier this week, was sort of talking long term, right, about the motivation for this Bills team to have a visual of what it would look like to make a run for the rest of the season, use this as a rallying cry, as difficult as it still will be for these men to go out there let's be clear um but at the end of the year saying hey not only did we win this damar is here lifting up this trophy in some sense with us first steps first though is he is up now and talking and will be able to watch his team this weekend so I, i would imagine he'll have a grin on his face um just watching the game that he loves and and the brothers that have that have lifted him up all week long Perfect end to that one, MJ. Thank you so much. Let us turn now to the business at hand, the business that continues week 18 games. There are 16 of them, all 32 NFL teams, of course, on the field for this final week of the not-so-regular NFL season. A couple of news tidbits before we get into game picks, but that's what's coming, guys, is game picks from MJ. Every single game picked, she'll provide a score as well. We will hear from Cynthia Freeland, our analytics expert, who has game point totals for some NFL games this weekend. She also has stat projections for some NFL stars. And for those of you who still have lingering fantasy entanglements, Adam Rank has you covered. Couple tidbits from the NFL. Out of Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts trending in the right direction to start against the Giants. That is according to Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is also looking good at practice, and he is hopeful to play. We should not understate how important that young man is to the backside of this Eagles defense. Your Miami Dolphins have announced that Skylar Thompson will start for the Dolphins in a game this week against the Jets, who will start for the Jets. Funny you should ask, Joe Flacco, that's who. Joe Flacco will start for the Jets. Ron Rivera has announced that Sam Howell will start for the Washington Commanders and went on to say that Howell is exceptionally smart and says that he knows the playbook. But Rivera added that Sunday's game plan will be tailored around the skill set of Sam Howell specifically. Jerry Jones, when asked about Dak's dominance over NFC teams, specifically Washington, he said, I think it speaks to his leadership. When the nation's capital gets involved, Dak knows how to give him some capital punishment. That's not nice, Jerry Jones, but you know what? You're absolutely right. And in news out of Cleveland, Jadevian Clowney, a former number one overall pick, was asked to go home from practice when talking to Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer on Thursday. Clowney told her, 95% sure I won't be back. Okay, that as context, MJ, do you have your game picks ready? Well, that was a lot, but yes, I do. 
Do you have your scores ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's get to it. First game, Chiefs 13-3 and three, on the road to take on the Raiders at 6-10. and 10. The Chiefs, of course, still have a chance to get the number one overall seed in the AFC. They have the third-ranked scoring defense in the NFL. They are going against a 11th-ranked scoring defense in the NFL. The line, 7.5. The Chiefs road favorites by seven and a hook. MJ, who wins it? How do they do it? Yeah, I think as as much of the Raiders rallied last week, um, I think there's no way the Chiefs are going to uh, allow anything to get in their way at this point as they head into the postseason. The Chiefs win it. 32 to, you know what? I'm going to bump up a little bit of what I had in mind for the Raiders. I'm going to say 32 to 28. I want a close one here. A close one, but a high scoring one. That mm-hmm. that sounds to me like I'm no mathematician, but that's a 60 point total from MJ. I like the sound of that. That is the first of two Saturday NFL games. The second, maybe one of the most significant games of the entire weekend. The Titans at seven and nine, absolutely reeling, but still with a chance to win the AFC South. All they have to do is travel to Duval and beat the Jags, who are absolutely streaking. They are eight and eight. They are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL. The line is six and a half. The Jacksonville Jags are favored by six and a half at home. Are you buying that, MJ? Do the Jags take it? If so, what's the score? This better not come back to scratch me in the face. I'm going to take the Jaguars, believe them in what they've showed us, 21 to 17, the final score. There's something to be said about momentum, especially in games that count a lot in the final week of the season. Come on, Duval, what you got? Come on, Ravens, what you got? Come on, Bengals, what you got? Let's turn now to the Sunday contests. There are 14 of them. Ravens taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, of course, the scene of so much drama this week. We have talked to Bengals players, to Zach Taylor, about their preparation for this game. What happened to DeMar Hamlin, what they witnessed out there on that field, will be in the back of their minds. It may be in the forefront of their minds, and yet a game has to be played. A game will be played. The Cincinnati Bengals are favored by six and a half. MJ, how do you see this potentially very emotional outing for the Bengals going down? Emotional for sure. I mean, we have to remember that those guys were were on that field as well. They felt it. They too came together along with the Bills players for DeMar, and they've been very much in in the thick of all of this, feeling it at every moment in real time. Um, But I think especially with with how the week has progressed, they've been right there listening to the updates at DeMar. That's their brother, too. Um, I think that they will also be turning this into a rallying cry of sorts. Um, and along with the city of Cincinnati, who has been so supportive, um, I think the Bengals will will get the win here. 25 to 19 over the Ravens. 25-19, Bengals over the Ravens. So says MJ Acosta-Ruiz. Next game, Bucks at Falcons. It's the NFC South. The Bucks have sewn up an NFC South title at the expense of the Panthers last week. They are eight and eight. They are headed to Atlanta to take on the six and 10 Atlanta Falcons. The line four and a half Falcons favored at home by four and a half. Not a lot of respect going to the division champion who wins it. How do they do it? Did you already mention if if they were sitting all their 
starters or are they rolling? Well, that, of course, is the great question. And Mm -hmm. sitting here now at 2.07 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, (laughs) I cannot, in good faith, with good information, answer that question. But I have a sense that the odds makers know more than I do, which is why that line is four and a half. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm going to go ahead and and stick with my original pick anyway, which was the Buccaneers. Um, And I'll take them winning this one 23 to 18. 23, 18. The NFC South champion proves it in the final week of the regular season and keeps something like momentum alive heading in to the wild card round. Next game, all eyes of the NFL community and the world will very likely be on this game. It's an AFC East clash. It's the Patriots against DeMar Hamlin's Bills at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. It is Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern. If you can only watch one game this week, man, you should probably make it this one. The Buffalo Bills are favored by seven and a half. MJ, who wins this game and how do they do it? I mean, it's it's the Bills. No question. I have them winning 28 to 20. Even before Monday night's just terrible situation with DeMar Hamlin and him getting uh, collapsing there and everything that this team has gone through this week, the Bills are the superior, stronger team in this matchup period point blank they will win it 28 to 20 better team wins the game 28 20 the bills win this one they win it in honor of damar they win it for damar and they give themselves some momentum heading into the playoffs 28 20 so says mj acosta ruiz You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. My guest today is MJ Acosta-Ruiz. My name is Andrew Levy. That doesn't matter. What does matter is the next game. Vikings at the Bears. Vikings 12 and 4, and yet probably filled with a fair amount of doubt based on results and form over the last few weeks. They go into Chicago to take on the Bears. They are favored. The Minnesota Vikings are the road favorite by five and a half. Who wins it, MJ? How do they do it? Well, I'm giving them a little more than that. I have the Vikings winning 30 to 20. They, they they need to end the season on a high note as they head into the post. There's no way they can go into uh, the playoffs now with another L. Uh, so I think they'll, they'll get it together, and especially against the spare team, let, let's be serious. And this is no slight to Adam Rank, who we love dearly. Um, but the Vikings are getting, I think, a hefty win this week. I don't doubt you. I think you're absolutely right, MJ. And part of me would really like this for the Vikings. I'd like to see them playing their best as we head into the playoffs. I really want to see all 14 playoff teams playing their best. It makes for the best matchups in the wild card round and the divisional round and the conference championship round. Let's see it. Bring your best, be your best. You too, Vikings. Next game, Texans at Colts. Texans at two, 13 and one. Colts at four, 11 and one. And yet I see on paper a very watch game right here. Call me crazy. The Colts are favored at home by two and a half. How do you see it going down? MJ Acosta Ruiz. You know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was sort of looking at us crazy because we picked um, the Texans to be the Titans and they did. Uh, but then they had to go up against a very uh, strong Jaguars team and they took a very big L. I don't know. I feel like if, if the Texans want to end on a W, This is the game to do it. The um, Colts have six straight losses. Potentially, no, it's six. Six straight losses here. I have the Texans winning in this one. And I know people are thinking about the draft. I hear you. I know. But just hear me out. I think the Texans will win this one um, by a score of 22-15. to 22-15, the Texans get their third win of the season. I just like the sound of it. I think that sounds great. Moving on to the next game. It is an AFC East game. MJ will have very little interest in this game, of course, but we'll ask her about it anyway. It's the Jets at seven and nine, taking on her Miami Dolphins at eight and eight. The line is one, a razor thin margin. So say the odds makers. What say you? I think it would be wild and disrespectful to me at this point in the season to now suddenly pick against 
my team. I know, I know it's, it's young rookie QB, but still flock on the other side. I mean, there's still a chance for us Vince fans. There's still friggin' chance. So why not? I'm going to roll with my team. I'm loyal to a fault. As you know, Andrew dolphins win it 20 to 18 dolphins win 20 to 18, a low scoring contest. Do you have a game script in mind? Is that a, is that a final drive field goal? to win it or do they get ahead and stay ahead? Ideally it would be the latter, but at this point I, I'm just going in with um, as realistic expectations as possible, which is why I'm still giving it to be a close contest. Yeah. We'll see. Just I, the only thing I'm worried about is a dub, you know, just come on. One message from MJ to her dolphins, get the dub. Mm-hmm. Next game, Carolina Panthers at the saints. One of those games that you might think to yourself, They have nothing to play for. Do not con yourself into believing Mm -hmm. that narrative. That may be true of other leagues. That is not true of the NFL. Not with these men on the field, not with so much in their minds and hearts this week, not with so much to play for in terms of their own reputations, in terms of contract numbers, metrics that they want to hit personally, in terms of draft position, not about losing for a better draft position, but proving to the league that we are better than you think we are. Panthers six and 10, Saints seven and nine. The odds makers give the Saints the edge by three and a half. Who wins it? How do they do it? You know, just when I was starting to lean in on TD and him telling us to pick the Panthers week after week, I finally do it and they burn me. They burned me. Meantime, the Saints have three consecutive W's. I'm rolling with the Saints, especially with their defense. I'm giving them the win this year a little bit because I'm petty, but also because I think that they'll be able to hold it down at home. So Saints win it 23 to 20. Hey, Saints looked really good the last time. Mm-hmm. They are an impressive team. Anytime that Cam Jordan suits up, that Ooh. is a problem for an opposing quarterback. That is a problem for anyone facing him. That is a team playing at home, one of the most difficult places to play in the NFL. MJ says the Panthers do struggle and lose on the road in NOLA. Next game, AFC North. It's the Browns taking on the Steelers. The Browns at seven and nine. The Steelers at eight and eight would dearly love to get a win, keeping Mike Tomlin's streak of never having had a losing season as an NFL head coach alive. But of course, there is that added element. There is faint hope. The hope is real. The hopes are faint, but they are real of getting into a playoff spot, taking that seven seed in the AFC. A few things have to go their way, but of course it all begins with a win at home. Do they get it, MJ? The line is two and a half Steelers favored at home by two and a half. Who wins it? How do they do it? I know the years and the seasons sometimes start to blur, Drew, but wasn't this sort of the end of regular season script for the Steelers last year? An improbable situation to end the season. And here we are once again. Call me a romantic, but I also really want this for Mike Tomlin. Like, we can't go down like that, coach. We cannot. And they have three straight wins in a row. I think they're going to keep that going. They're in Pittsburgh. I have the Steelers winning 25 to 20 over the Browns. I love that score. I love that narrative. And I'm totally with you. I want this for Mike Tomlin. I want this for the family of Franco Harris. I want this for Mm -hmm. Steelers Nation. Go get that win. Keep that streak alive and make those bubble teams in the AFC nervous. 
nervous. Go on, Steelers. Next game, it's the NFC East. Two teams who have secured their place in the playoffs. The question is, what will their final seed be? The Giants at 9-6-1 in Philly to take on the Eagles at 13-3. The Eagles can say for the third straight week that we can secure the top spot in the NFC. Home field advantage all throughout the playoffs if we can get a win. As you heard earlier, news from Nick Sirianni is that Jalen Hurts is trending in the right direction. That does not mean that he will start, but it certainly suggests that he may. Philadelphia is favored by 14 points in this game. Mm. The suggestion, of course, being that Brian Dayball will sit a lot of the Giants starters. MJ, there's a lot of debate back and forth about rest versus rust, wanting to keep momentum going into the playoffs. Let's not make this theoretical. Let's just make it mathematical. Who wins it? How do they do it? Look, um, there. remember Michael Robinson very uh, animatedly said that they should have been, the Eagles should have been playing Jalen Hurts this whole time. I was on the other side of that, like let him rest, have him fresh for the playoffs, but his team has lost. Two in a row without him. I like what I know Sirianni is not going to say it right off the bat. I really do think that he will be out on the field. They want that number one seed. It's going to help their QB and the entire team if they have home field advantage, all the stuff that comes with it. So I think Jalen Hurts will play and the Eagles will win it 28 to 21 over the Giants. 28-21, Eagles get the win and secure the top spot in the NFC. That, according to MJ Acosta-Ruiz. Next game, the AFC West, the Chargers at 10-6, at mile high to take on the bewildering and the disappointing Denver Broncos at 4-12. You know the Broncos want to upset the apple cart and finish on a high That has been elusive for them this season. They are mile high, but they are not feeling high. The Chargers go in to Denver as the favorites. They are favored by three. MJ, do the Chargers finish with a win, or do the Broncos continue to have us scratching our heads, and maybe they finish with a win? Who does it? How do they do it? I think the Chargers are going to reframe the narrative of what charging it up means. We've been asking them, yelling at them all season, give us a little bit of consistency. Can you guys get a going here well they've done it for four games in a row they're going to continue that momentum and the chargers will win 21 to 12 21 to 12 very specific you can see a game script in her head is that four field goals or is that a team chasing two-point conversions and failing late they're not going to make it to the end (laughs) four field goals it is next game mirror images of each other in the nfc west the arizona cardinals at four and 12 the san francisco 49ers at 12 and four the niners playing at home they are favored by two touchdowns four points. Do they prove to be worth that number? MJ, who wins it? How do they do it? Yeah, I'll give them one more. 49ers, 30 to 15, the final score. I mean, I just, this is such an awful matchup for the Cardinals. A great one, if you're looking at it from the 49ers side. How many, I'm trying to count here as quickly as possible, how many games they've won in a row. Is it eight? Is it nine? It's all nine. Nine straight wins, the most, yes, the most for that franchise since they won 11 straight back in 1997 under the tutelage of our dear friend Steve Mariucci. So yeah, they are absolutely 
absolutely on yeah. a roll. They will make a double digits and they will get a commanding um, victory over the Cardinals, 30 to 15. 30 to 15. That's a 15 point win by my math. Next game, let's stay in the NFC West. It's the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, who, let's be honest, very likely just want to put this season in the rear view mirror, but they can do it with a smile on their faces in Seattle. If they can go into Seattle in front of the 12s and beat the eight and eight Seahawks, the Seahawks are favored at home by six and a half. Who wins it? How do they do it, MJ? Yeah, I have the Seahawks as well, which, who, by the way, we've sort of not ignored, not forgotten about, but they've, they've almost been an afterthought, right, as as of late, especially after their bye week when they really started to take um, a little downturn there. But I think they'll end the season. They have uh, something to play for here. So I think the Seahawks win it 20-17, to 17, the final over the Rams. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. We interrupt this podcast to bring you Cynthia Freeland, who has a master's degree in predictive analytics. I do not. 
<laughs> so she is the one you should listen to when it comes to game point totals in the NFL this weekend. And when it comes to stat projections for some NFL stars, you need to hear this. Send a win. Take the mic. Let's start with Trevor Lawrence. Will he have more than 265 and a half passing yards? So I have less than this. I have 243 passing yards and two touchdowns, no interception. Two reasons. Number one, we're seeing the secondary get a little bit healthier for the Tennessee Titans. Looking at the injury report, it seems like they should have more of the guys up front bringing pressure as well as the guys in the back. So that's the first thing. And second, the Jags need to run the ball. This is all about play action and they've generated positive rushing yards over expected at the third highest rate since week 14. So go with what got you there Mm. and keep running the football, especially when you're missing your left tackle. Okay, as we know, the Eagles are fighting for that top seed. A.J. Brown has been instrumental in their success this year. He had 70 yards last time they played. Will they have more than that this time? So it's funny because I have him with 71 yards and a touchdown, (laughs) so that's more, just just a smidge more. I don't necessarily think he plays 100% of the offensive Mm -hmm. snaps, but I do think they get off to a fast start. I think he and Jalen Hurts get their kind of mojo back together. It results in a nice get out to a nice big lead. I don't necessarily think the Giants will be playing all of their starters. So in that case, a nice big day, and then maybe maybe he watches the second half just cheering the rest of the team (laughs) on. Right. You know, like, let's go. Calm it down after that. Calm it down after that. Finally, the Packers need both. Aaron's to be on their A game to punch their ticket to the post. Will Aaron Jones have more or less than 58 and a half fresh yards? Has it, Come on. Hi. Carolina, <laughs> Carolina Panthers showed you exactly what to do. More. 66 and a touchdown. And A.J. Dillon gets a whole bunch too. You can run against mm. this Lions defense. It's the smartest way to keep Aaron Rodgers away from pressure. This team's going to be like a nasty little mean team going into yeah. the postseason. But I think Aaron Jones is a big part of this. I'm watching Aaron Jones' 50 rushing yards over expected on 14 rushes in Week 17. That was his second highest single-game output, wow. like, ever or this season. But also, wow. you know, so it's just going to happen again. Like, that's just... That's count on it is what she's mm-hmm. saying. Literally yep. Yep. count it. All right, Packers rolling, too, after four wins in a row. All right, my eyes are very much on that Sunday night game in Lambeau. Lions... Packers. Do you have over under 49 and a half points in that game? I have under. I have 28 to 21 in this matchup. I think it stays low for a couple reasons. One, Seattle will have already played. Therefore, we kind of will know what's going on when we enter this game. And two, I think both defenses have actually picked it up lately. So Hmm. I think it's going to be a slower pace, but a nice one touchdown win for the Packers. Okay. Now, next game for us, staying in the NFC North, the Bears will be without Justin Fields and the Vikings aren't playing for much. Do you see more or less than 42 and a half points in this game? You know, sometimes when we see a situation like this with a lot of changes, you actually see a lot more points. Mm. That's kind of what the historical trend has been. So I have 27, 23, the Vikings winning this one by four. But that's a lot of points. That's 50 total points in this matchup with some of the alternate players playing. That's a nice yeah. way of saying the non-normal <laughs> But I do think that you need to have Kirk Cousins come out and get his mojo back with Justin Jefferson. So I think that that's kind of where those points come from to begin with. The Vikings also want to get a bad taste out of their mouth there. Yes. We'll get to that in a bit. All right, the Cowboys are taking on the Commanders who have a lot of issues going on at mm-hmm. QB. Mm-hmm. Also an understatement. Mm-hmm. More or less than 40 and a half points. I- I have a lot of points in this one. I have 47 points in this one, 27 to 20. It could be even more lopsided in Dallas's favor. So when I'm looking at this game, this one is all Dallas's ability to control everything. In fact, there could even be a pick six scored in this matchup. 
by the Dallas Cowboys defense. So I'm looking at this one, a nice solid win for the Cowboys in a high-scoring game. Cowboys want to go into this one with a vengeance. We do not want to see them have any, like, we don't pressure and let Mm -hmm. the Jags win type. No, no, no. No, no, that's not going to happen. I know my dad is paying close attention to all your uh, point I have Tell here. him I have the Dolphins. There you go, so Pops. You. I hope the rest of you are paying attention as well. We interrupt this interruption to bring you Adam Rank. For those of you who still have fantasy interest in play this weekend, listen up. Adam is your man. Adam Rank, take the mic. Adam Rank, as we yeah. know, fantasy season is over, but daily fantasy Dumb. never rests, not till it's all done. So give me your top three players to stream in the regular season finale. Well, there's a running back. If you want to go like a super deep album cut, you could go Jordan Mason. That's like a Pearl Jam album after Vitalogy. But every lineup that I'm starting this week is going to have Kenneth Walker Jr. or Kenneth Walker to the third in that lineup because he has been one of the most consistent running backs as a rookie. And one of the things that we're trying to do this week, MJ, is look for players who have something on the line. Who is playing for something? This is why we're avoiding guys like Dalvin Cook and and Saquon Barkley because their situation's already locked up. But the Seahawks still looking to try to sneak into the playoffs there. So I'm going to go with Kenny Walker to the third. Look how clean that stiff arm is right there. So nice. Give me another one. What a shot. Uh, (laughs) At a wide receiver position, I love Traylon Burks. Now, earlier this year, the Tennessee Titans drafted A.J. Brown, thing, or excuse me, traded A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, we can just replace him with Traylon Burks. Nobody will notice. Uh, here's a spoiler alert. Everybody noticed. We noticed. Yeah, it didn't noticed. work out. But over the last month or so, Traylon Burks has been one of the better wide receivers. He's scored 15 fantasy points in four out of his last five games. He's really coming along, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been one of the more generous defenses to opposing wide receivers this season, top five in touchdowns allowed to the position. And last but not least. If you want a contrarian quarterback pick that a lot of people might not be looking at, Kenny Pickett might be the guy for you. Once again, we're going to go with the theme of guys who have something to play for. And you heard me talking about this just a moment ago. I have been very impressed with the way that he has rallied this Steelers team. So I love getting Kenny Pickett into my lineups. Jared Stidham would be another option. I just have a little bit more trust in Kenny Pickett right now. And if you want to make it a stack, go out there and pick up George Pickens as well because he favors Pickens more than he likes Deontay. Not that he doesn't like Deontay Johnson, but Deontay Johnson doesn't get enough production. And I'm ranked soap helping you guys out who just want more of fantasy. I'm still licking my wounds from coming in second in my league. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Two games remain on the schedule for MJ Acosta Ruiz to pick. Scores included. The next game, my Washington Commanders play host to the Dallas Cowboys. Commanders officially eliminated from playoff contention. What that does to their spirits remains to be seen. The Cowboys, 12-4. and four. The Commanders, 7-8-1. and one. Dallas is favored on the road by 5.5. MJ, who wins it? How do they do it? Yeah, I think that, especially after last week with a little flub with Ron Rivera, not even knowing that they could get eliminated, I was like, is, is Coach joking there? <laughs> still not sure at this point, but I think the Cowboys have plenty on the line here still. Uh, I think they will win this one 25 to 20, the finals. As hard as it is for me to say this, the fact is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys kind of own my commanders. If you look at the record over the last few years, let's just put that behind us and let's go to the final game of the weekend. The Lions and the Packers. This is the Sunday evening game. 
Sunday afternoon, let's call it, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. This is a game, the significance of which cannot be overstated. The Lions need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And yes, they need some help along the way. For the Packers, it is simple. The three most wonderful words you want attached to your team name at this time of the season, if you are a bubble team, win and in. The Packers control their own destiny. Will they seize their destiny, MJ? They are favored at home by four and a half. Lions and Packers, who wins it and how? Listen, this game is at Lambeau, correct? Dang it, Aaron Rodgers, you always find a way, don't you? Just when you we think we can write you off? No, 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 no. This is why the man is called one of the goats. This Packers team has figured it out and gotten it together at the most crucial time of the season, they're at home and they are rolling. Um, A.A. Ron gets this team to find a way to get in. The Packers win it 26 to 23. Let's not discount what this Lions team has done. I just, I think I I, I ran out of that renewed batch of Kool-Aid that we were drinking for the line. So according to MJ, the Detroit Lions run out of fairy dust at the final hurdle. Even if that is the case, I have to say, I think we can agree, MJ, this has to be considered a hugely successful Mm -hmm. season for the Detroit Lions. Full credit to them, to Dan Campbell, to Jared Goff, and to that entire team. But according to MJ, Aaron Rodgers does what he does best, which is to side-eye and sly-smile his doubters and finish with a win to get the Packers once again into the playoffs and seize that seven-spot in the playoffs. Is she right? Will Aaron Rodgers complete the comeback? Join us on Monday when we take a last look back at the final week of the regular season. Who won? Who starred? Who stumbled? Who's in? Who's out? And more importantly, how did they do it? Join us on Monday as we look back one last time at the final week of the regular season, and we will look ahead. First of all, we will look at the final playoff picture. Secondly, we will look at the wild card round matchups. They will be good. We'll tell you what they are. That's on Monday. I want to thank today's special guest, MJ Acosta Ruiz. As always, she is our Friday guest. She is the host of NFL Total Access. Watch that every night on NFL Network. Check your local listings for time. It's usually 6 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes it's variable. MJ, you're the best at what you do. Thank you for joining us. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.